This is Unfilter, episode 137 for March 18th, 2015. Putin making more military shows of force. U.S. military officials say he's sending increasing numbers of nuclear-capable aircraft into Crimea, though no nuclear weapons. And he has just ordered snap military exercises of the northern fleet in the Arctic, according to state-run media involving some 40,000 troops. The Pentagon warning the Arctic is being militarized. The Russians have just taken a decision to activate six new brigades and four of them will be in the Arctic. Welcome to Unfilter, episode 137 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show that's distracting you from all of that TV you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris. I'm Chase. Hey, Chase. Hey, buddy. You How know, you doing, buddy? You all right? Is it redundant to say the episode number after you've said the episode number? You ever thought about, think no, about that? No, I haven't ever thought about that. I just about thought that. about that just now. Well, let's... From now on, let's never do it again. Yeah, I mean, because we mention it. Yeah. Like, rem- this is unfiltered. Remind Episode me next one. week. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, and I, I do it next week, so. Exactly. Yes. So if we if we do it again next week, it's totally <laughs> your yes, fault. Yes, it's all on me. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I, I have some some things to share. <laughs> oh, what? I have, I have. Like, you want to do some personal life stuff before well, we get well, into we the got, show? we got breaking news. Uh, I, I, oh, I, you I, know what? I love Chase, because the, the filter show is really... As we do every single week here on Jupiter Broadcasting on a Wednesday, and we do it over here at JBLive.tv, and we would love to have you at the join beautiful us uh, JB1 headquarters uh, in Washington State. And let's not lie, we would genuinely love to have you join us live yeah. over at JBLive.tv. You go to JupiterBroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that in your local time zone. You could join us live. And when breaking news happens... You hear it here first. That's right. That's right. So last week on the show, I talked about how glorious the Como Broadcasting Studios are. You mentioned you took a tour. I took a tour of uh, Como of Studios. Of our local uh, yes. ABC affiliate. Yeah, and actually, it's not just our local ABC affiliate. There are, uh, there are, load, there are I think, 15 stations that actually pipe into the this facility. Granted, the local news is done here, you know, and anybody from the Northwest knows Steve Poole. You know, he always approves, and, you know, he's... <laughs> He's there, uh, so um, I I, uh, I have to I have to uh, be open and honest here with our unfiltered oh, audience. Oh no, Chase! Because, hold on. Uh, wait, what, what's up? Hold Chris? on, hold what? on, hold what? on! I got a conspiracy in the works here. I feel like something is afoot. The mainstream media is at work here, Chase. They are influencing you, Chase. <laughs> What's driving me crazy is that photo right there. Zoom in on that. It's one of those cops in a black uniform with a mustache. And you just look like an absolute clown freak that works for murdering terrorists that jack our food and water. I think you're a big joke. Oh, you got a mustache. I'll just worship you. Oh, you got a mustache. It's okay. Nothing against mustaches. So anyway, as I was trying to explain before I was really interrupted by mustaches, is the fact that... uh, I was taking a tour of the Como yeah. facility. Because you were just down there randomly, right? Chase? I was not down there randomly, what? Chris. I, I didn't tell the unfilter audience this. You didn't. You didn't unfilter all of your. I didn't, thoughts I, with I us? didn't unfilter all of it because you know it was a preliminary stage. Yes, you know, you yes. didn't want to talk right. about. It. Yeah, yeah. But I can now uh, say uh, for the unfilter record uh, that uh, I am I am leveling up. I am moving on uh, from my current job, and I will be joining the Sinclair Broadcast Group. Um, as yes, thank you. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, actually, yes. this is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, and Chase and I talked about it in the pre-show. We're like, so what does this mean? And hold on. Can I just take a Yeah, you here? go for it. Yeah, you have the floor. So uh, Chase Nunes, uh, co-host of the Unfiltered show at episode 137, which is a very elite number, will be joining the Beast and working at the heart of the Beast, Sinclair <laughs> Broadcasting, who owns many... Uh, they are the largest conglomerate owner of yeah. television stations yeah. in the United States. When you're listening to your local affiliate, they're probably owned by Sinclair. They might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably they are. They might be. They yeah. probably are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Chase will be working for them now. And Chase, you know, it's so adorable. Chase at first is like, so do you think the audience is going to be upset about this? And I'm like, is it going to affect the way you view the world? And Chase is like, no. And then, and then I asked... Is it going to give you insight about the way the mainstream media works? And Chase is like, yes. And I'm like, that it, is it a perfect position for you to have on this show? Yes. Because honestly, you're working in the IT. Yes, right? so I'll be gonna, working in the IT. Now, granted, of course, I cannot divulge you know, confidentiality no, and right, secrets. Right, right, of yeah, course yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do that. Uh, that that being said, though, right. um, you know, it's pretty amazing the the technology alone. Uh, what is done yeah. to I'm to a push jelly. it? Yeah, because so, so well, I can't wait till I officially start. Then I, you know, maybe I can bring some people well, in for tours and so things like that. Chase. Uh, so for those of you who are kind of new to the show, Chase's uh, previous job is he worked for the Nielsen Ratings Company. Yeah, for ten years. That gave you, and it's something we didn't fully leverage. At, because respect, I couldn't, yeah, out of respect. respect to your job, right. we didn't fully leverage it on the show. Yes, that's but right. But that gave you secret insights that we we would work into the show, but we wouldn't really say that's because you knew. Right, yeah, yeah. like I would give the knowledge, but yeah. not give the yeah. source of that knowledge. So much more of that's going to happen now, <laughs> right? I, I cannot confirm nor right, deny yeah, that, of course. But... But I, I will say this, Chris. You know, uh, you know, when I look out my soon-to-be new office window and I look across the street and I see <laughs> the, the space, space needle, needle. <laughs> at the space needle, uh, it, it's really it's one of those uh, opportunities where there's there's a few things on my list uh, that I would love to do. Like one of them being a you know, baseball announcer, sure. or you know, working sure. in video games. Sure. But another one is you know uh, doing the podcasting thing for ten years now, um, and now being able to actually work in in, in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. firsthand yeah. Is, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to uh, give you good insights. Yeah. Plus, you come back here on Wednesday nights, you'll be like, God, Chris, you really haven't figured out. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Mark my words. Uh, all right. So let's get into one of our favorite topics, something that's defined the show for a very long time, a little NSA follow-up. Oh, and, an uh, NSA update. We haven't had one of those in a while. Now, uh, you know when you go to wikipedia.com and you see that super annoying uh, grab for money, for money where you know Jimmy's face comes up on the screen mm. and he's like, come on, give me some money, bro. Yeah. And you feel bad and you never give him any money. I, I don't give any money. I know. Yeah. I do sometimes, but like every other year. <laughs> I do it like every other year. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, uh, you know what? Starting with 137 going forward, buddy, mm-hmm. I'm going to give every single effing year. Wikimedia, okay, something you and I have talked about is yeah. that it has driven us crazy is that the NSA, President Obama, they successfully changed the discussion around the NSA leaks and all of th- everything that Edward Snowden disclosed – they successfully changed the leaks to around that metadata stuff with the phones, right. yeah, yeah, and totally ignored the fact that they're they're capturing everything, everything else, right, right, yeah. upstream. Yeah. Look the, over here with the seven hundred two yeah. program yes. that Reagan yes. authorized, yes. right? Wikimedia, buddy, they're bringing it back. They're bringing it. They're Wikimedia, putting, Wikimedia, Wikimedia, the, the foundation that yeah. owns Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. They're putting it in front of everybody's face. And this wow. is a little bit of a long report, but nobody else is playing this except for NPR. I want to play it right here on the Unfiltered Show because I think. For our audience who is savvy and understands the ramifications of upstream collection at the backbone level, this report's for you. Wikipedia versus the National Security Agency. 
Last week, the parent company of Wikipedia filed suit against the NSA, claiming their use of upstream surveillance violates the Fourth Amendment. Here's an example of what they're talking about. If you send an email um, or if you make a phone call through Skype uh, or some other internet protocol to a friend in another country or even to someone within the U.S. where it goes through another country's server, that's the kind of content that Upstream allows the government to collect. That's Steve Vladek. He's a professor at the American University Washington College of Law. He says the Wikipedia lawsuit is different from the other cases challenging the NSA. Under Upstream, what the NSA is apparently doing is they're tapping the backbone of the Internet. Now, we've talked about this for a long time, and they're going to confuse some of the language here. Don't, don't let, if you're an unfiltered vis- listener since like the 50s, don't let this confuse you. You've got it right. He, the reporter gets some of the verbiage wrong, but it's extremely important. Um, in effect, if we think of the Internet as a highway, they're on the highway and intercepting traffic as it crosses the highway. Um, and in critical distinction to the programs we've learned about already, to the programs that are already being challenged, part of what the NSA is collecting through Upstream is content. That is to say the content of phone calls, the content of emails, and not just the metadata that has been at the heart of, for example, the telephone bulk phone records program. Now, we've talked about this, right? Yeah. We, and this is something you and I, of course, have have, have kind of lamented that, uh, you know, they're talking about the metadata. Yeah, that's important. But it's that three-day buffer that really matters. Like, oh, yeah. Especially going forward, right? Like, you've got to figure, like, everybody, yeah, maybe you and I make phone calls over GSM or CDMA today, but eventually it's going to be IP. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's why well, T-Mobile's moving that way. I know Ting is moving that way with a lot of their Wi-Fi calling us on their blog. Today. Today. Yeah. yeah today. Yeah. 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 Like so, yeah. Getting all that upstream is is a major issue, and and part of the problem I have, and I cut the I cut that cl- that clip short, and I think you've probably noticed this too, Chase. Is since we've talked about these original Snowden revelations, um, we've kind of all voluntarily transitioned to a new form of terminology about it to right. kind of make us all sure. feel better. Yeah, yeah. And this this clip from RT kind of calls that out. With every new crisis comes a new set of phrases, a lexicon often created to spin an unappealing circumstance into an appetizing code of conduct. So uh, this is her way of saying, like, you know, every every new administration has a new set of vocabulary they bring they bring into the lexicon. Uh, the Bush administration brought a whole bunch of terms in, but that's of course that's what I remember most vibrantly. Since the, you know I'm I am 33 years old, that's to me what I remember the most vibrantly. But I also the Clinton administration brought their whole lexicon as well. Right. So RT is kind of bringing forward a pretty big transition that I think sometimes we accidentally fall into. On this show, nearly two years after Edward Snowden revealed the spying practices spearheaded by the U.S. and its Western allies, the practice has been rebranded from mass surveillance to the bulk collection, bulk data collection. This week, the UK bulk collection. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. If and where's that facility again? Was it in New Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've actually used the term bulk collection here on the Unfilter show. I, well, maybe. I but mean. I've, I've heard it used a lot. Yeah. Bulk collection is one of these Orwellian terms that takes surveillance of everything that everybody does and recording all of it mm-hmm. and storing it in a database to parse later on. Yeah, yeah. So it, it takes that entire concept and whittles it down to a phrase called bulk collection. And that's what I have with it. It's sort of like the cloud or encryption. It sort of takes these broader concepts and whittles them down to these really dumb words that don't really mean much, 
and leave a well, lot it, of ambiguity it, it, and, well, and room for interpretation. I mean, it, it's like the whole a de- uh, debate about climate change. Where remember what it was called before, Chris? Uh, global warming. Right, right. So it's a matter of just changing terms to go with the political spectrum and the pulse at the time. I disagree. Okay. So, I mean, that's actually a pretty rational argument, so I'll give you that. Like, okay. I'm not discounting what you're saying. Right. You could be right. But uh, I would say, I think what it is, and, and I, will, I, will, I, I will grant you, 1984 is coloring my vision of it. But in 1984, you have something called, like, press speak. And this is where you take terms like torture and you call it um, extraordinary rendition, right? Or enhanced interrogation, right? right? Yeah. And you right. don't call it torture, right? Right. So same thing. You don't call it the mass surveillance of a free society. You call it bulk, bulk collection, collection, right? Right. Yeah. And to me, what it does is it trivializes the impact of what you're oh, doing. I agree with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So uh, somehow, though, just like they successfully directed the conversation to metadata, they have so sele- they have successfully directed the conversation, in my opinion, to just talking about bulk collection. Mm-hmm. UK's Intelligence and Security Committee released a report of GCHQ's spying practices. Yes, the committee acknowledged that millions of people are having their personal communication, location, and virtual footprint analyzed and stored. But it's being called, guess what? bulk collection, not mass surveillance. It also is a distinction they're trying to make. They're saying we're collecting everything that everybody says to everyone else, but we're not searching it. We're not looking at it. And this is extremely misleading because they are allowing themselves to acquire all sorts of information about you to be used at their discretion as they choose uh, and without basic accountability of checks and balances. The propensity to add softer euphemisms to the English lexicon is nothing new, particularly when it comes to military-related language. Kidnapping and transferring a terrorist suspect has become known as... It's funny. You know, I honestly did not watch this part of the clip. Uh-oh. Really? Okay. So as he's saying all this stuff, I, did, I, I swear to God, I watch, I watch exactly to two minutes into this clip, and we are at two minutes and four seconds. And you're like, hmm. Kidnapping and transferring a terrorist suspect has become known as... Extraordinary renditions. And the torture America's war prisoners have endured is dubbed... Enhanced interrogation program. When it comes to privacy, the game of language distortion is never-ending. This week, the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee advanced a bill with the innocent-sounding name Cyber... Hold on. Oh, damn, she said it too much. It's Cyber... CISPA. Yeah, it's CISPA. Uh, it's CISPA. Cyber Security Information Sharing Act. Yeah. Critics say it would give companies a free pass to track Internet users and share even more information with the NSA. Marina Portnaya, RT, New York. But Chris, you know, I gotta say, you know, if you if you're not doing anything wrong, you have uh, nothing and, to hide. And if buddy. you have nothing to hide, and you know, really, I mean, you got nothing to worry about. I mean, what's the big deal? So let me throw this at you. Yeah. So there's two things that I struggle with with this. Okay. Number, let's see. I don't, I mean, don't you want to get the terrorists, Chris? In not in order of priority. I was trying to balance. Don't them you in, love America? I do. I love America, Chase. I love America. I mean, I mean, seriously. Chase, I mean, I, I, you love, you love America. I love it. You want to get it. rid of the terrorists? Yeah. I want to fuck America in the ass, Chase. <laughs> I love it so hard for, for two hours. <laughs> 
For two hours, right? Well, three hours if I have my way. But anyway, two and a half hours because i got to get a married home to her husband. You need to apologize to the patrons right now. I'm sorry. You need to. I'm sorry about the F-bomb. It was just No, it's not just the F-bomb. What? It's the whole sentence, man. What? I want to F America in the A. But she wants it, Chase. Stop it, Chris. She's asking for it. You're digging your hole. Chase. You're grounded. America gets turned on that I want to hurt America in the butt. Stop, Chris. Okay. Just move on. It makes America hot. Move on. All right. So here's what I'm saying. Okay. Between you and me. Yes. And, And everybody else. I think we have to come to a point where we have to understand that you and I have observed the world from a different standpoint than a lot of people that are joining the show at, at this point in the time. Right. And if I was watching that clip, I would think to myself, bulk collection isn't all that bad. But this next clip will bring home how once we allow this thing to kind of happen, it can be abused in a way that quickly, 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 quickly right. gets out of the perspective of the voting constituent. Hmm. If you're going to spend nearly half a million dollars on a product, any product, you would think you would know what you're getting. You'd at least know the name of the device, the basics of how it works, maybe who to turn to for customer service. That is not the case among many police departments across the U.S. who are buying cell phone tower interceptors that you might have heard of called Stingrays. Have you heard of Stingray before? I've I've heard them called Stingers, but yeah, same, yeah. I've heard of them. And actually, the city of Tacoma was doing this as well. Remember, they had a, they got equipment uh, and they, they were just doing it willy, willy nilly style. So, yeah, no, I've heard I've heard of this stuff even mm-hmm, locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stingers. Yeah. So you don't watch TechSnap? I'm working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been talking about this on TechSnap for a few months. But all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, for those of you who haven't been watching TechSnap. I will now play a clip about Stingray. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I said I will now. I, I chase. Did I not say that I would now play a clip? You will now play a clip. RT's Manila Chan reports. Manila. A relatively new technology is beginning to make its way into police departments across the U.S., but officials don't really know how it works. Commonly called a Stingray, the brand name for one particular maker, the device is something that can fit into a suitcase and costs somewhere in the $150,000 range all the way up to half a million bucks. It's mobile and can be set up just about anywhere. What it does is it tricks your cell phone into thinking it reached the nearest cell phone tower. Now, I actually, she's not actually giving it enough credit. Not only does it trick your cell phone into thinking it's a cell tower, it will, and you're going to love this part. Yeah, go for it. It will blast so much interference and signal into your cell phone that your cell phone will downgrade itself to Mm -hmm. older 3G technology. So you get lower status speeds so that way they can more easily... And then what happens? You blame your provider. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Instead, your phone calls, text messages, even your web searches or Facebook interactions all get intercepted by it. And in this case, it's your local law enforcement. More formally known as an IMSI catcher or International Mobile Subscriber Identity Catcher. Of course, you know the IMI number. Yep, yeah, I did. You can identify. This technology that was once just used by the military and the FBI to zero in on suspected terrorists is now being employed by local police departments all over the country. 
The problem here is that not only is the capability questionable in terms of privacy, but the police department seeking to obtain these devices yeah. will be using tax dollars to do so and are forced into signing non-disclosure agreements to keep the functionality of the technology top secret. I want to underscore this uh, point right here. Uh, this is something I've covered. So this is interesting. Uh, for those of you who watch a lot of... Unf- uh, a lot, those of you who watch a lot of Jupiter broadcasting shows, not yeah. filter shows, right. Jupiter broadcasting shows, this is sort of a three-episode payoff. Uh, or, I'm sorry, a three-series payoff. So in TechSnap, TechSnap. We, we have covered how technologically they take over your cell phone and, and get your cell phone to associate to a Stingray device. That's what we've covered in TechSnap, right? In Tech Talk Today, I have covered how they are preventing any disclosure. Like, So the FBI... They will give up a case and let a guy go before they reveal that they use Stingray to get the guy. Wow. Because they are so, so protective of their Stingray initiatives. I've covered this twice on Tech Talk Today. And, and the FBI, in two different cases, has shut down a case because they don't want to reveal their evidence against Because they have to legally during right. the discovery phase. So they just say, you know what? No thanks. And yep. they opt out. They make the police departments, the local, yep. and don't kid yourself, it's all of the local police departments. They make the local police departments sign non-disclosure agreements before they get the string, Stingray equipment. Yep, that's correct. So they can't say anything. So you have got the FBI that will let real legitimate criminals go to prevent disclosure of the Stingray device. You've got them making Is local- it because they want to get the bigger fish? Is that the whole reason for that? Why they're going to let some criminals go? And No, I think it's because they don't want the public to know that they're scooping up tons of... Because it's not just these Stingray devices. They also have something called dirt boxes built by Boeing that are in these planes. They have hundreds of these planes that fly over U.S. cities, and they act as cell towers in the effing plane and they collect every single dirty message you send to this plane and they don't want to disclose this to the public a county supervisor in california said it best when his county sheriff's department asked for an approval to buy one of these imsis he said quote so just to be clear we're being asked to spend five hundred thousand dollars of taxpayers money and forty two thousand dollars a year thereafter for a product for the name brand which we're not sure of a product we have not seen a demonstration we don't have and we have a non-disclosure requirement as a precondition you want us to vote and spend money but you can't tell us more about it (laughs) yeah Go Google right now. Dirt boxes. Go ahead. Those yeah. of you listening live, go Bing, Google yeah, Dirt or boxes. Bing, or Bing or Alta Vista. Harris Corporation, the people who make Stingray, say the non-disclosure agreement is simply there to protect their technology from being circumvented or thwarted by criminals. Now, lawyers at the ACLU have already filed suit against the use of this technology as these Stingrays indiscriminately scan the area, collecting content, not just data or location. The ACLU wants to know what the DOJ plans to do with all of that info they've harvested on people who are not the target of investigation. So, Chase, uh, do you have a guess to what 97% of all Stingray data has gone to persecutions? 97% of all data collected by the Stingray devices, what kind of prosecutions has that gone to? Uh, what kind of prosecution? Well, you let me know when you're ready, and I'll pull the trigger. Jeez, man, that's that's a, 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 a what, what type of prosecutions? Yeah, it, it has to be, I guess, acts against the government, right? That's the only thing I can think of. Marijuana sales. 
What? Are you serious? 97% for that? Drug sales, and the majority of those drug sales were marijuana sales. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And in the meantime, they're dropping you down to 2G speeds, 3G speeds at best. Thanks, Ting. No, right? It's not Ting's fault. No. No. <laughs> hey, Chase. Yes, Chris. You know, uh, whenever there's a cyber attack abound, speaking of uh, cellular phones and Cooper devices there? and Anderson Cooper, because, oh my God, Chase, I got to tell He's you. He's there, right? Freaking Anderson He's Cooper. Oh my gosh, it's Anderson oh, Cooper. No, Chase. You got to go to North Korea, buddy. Oh, well, fair enough. Inside a South Korean nuclear power plant. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Wait, you said North Korea, Right, Chris, I did. And but, he just said South Korea. But what's the You lower just third? misled the audience. Chase? Yeah? What does the lower third say? Uh, it says, uh, new tonight, North Korea blamed for new ah, power plant attack. Yes? North Korea. So, what we're going to talk about now, it's going to be really scary. It's going to be a big cyber threat. Uh, it's something that's already happened, already done, mm-hmm. and... You're just finding out about it right now, citizen. Technicians drill for a cyber attack. This was in response to a real hack of South Korea's nuclear plant system in December. Tonight, South Korean prosecutors say North Korean hackers were behind that attack, stealing and posting blueprints and training data from the South's nuclear power plants. That's according to the Yonhap News Agency. Investigators say the data stolen was, quote, far from critical. But that South Korean nuclear power (laughs) company runs 23 reactors. And experts on cyber warfighting say this could have been much worse. You know... Chase? Yes, Chris. I have done uh, penetration testing and cyber warfare testing for banks, financial institutions. Does that does that usually take about two to three hours for that penetration testing? I'm sorry, Chase. Uh, I can't give you an exact estimate of time based on the vulnerabilities. It will okay. take a different amount of I'm time. Ju- I'm just curious. What I would like to say is if we could if we could commit to a $2,000 upfront expense, oh. I can guarantee you a full audit and report. And then based on that report, I could probably give you an outline of recommendations for additional audits and, of course... Uh, I can also contract with our team to make sure that we get those plugs uh, As filled. long as I get a 30-day money-back guarantee on that. If they could have found that physical path from the Internet to the nuclear control rooms... I cannot take this guy seriously, had- by <laughs> the way. I know, it's that goatee, right? I mean, I mean, first off, I mean, he's sending in a nice data room and looks like he's you know ready for Tron and everything. Actually, but- Chase, uh, go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know how many data centers you've been in. Uh, but they are not set up for doing interviews. I know right? they're not. They're too loud. Yes, and they, I know. Dude, I know. This is I such know. a scam. It is such a scam. So, okay, let's go to Mr. Goatee here for those of you uh, on the uh, – Okay, and he's got a and he's got a nice mustache too. Nice mustache. He does. Yeah. Those of you in the audio feed, uh, picture the best goatee we have ever featured <laughs> on the Unfiltered Show in 137 weeks. Fighting say this could have been much worse. Could have been if they could have found that physical path from the internet to the nuclear control rooms, then they could have had just the same access as the, as the operators, the highly trained operators in the plants themselves. They could have potentially caused a catastrophe. Mm. Just last week, the hackers posted more documents and demanded money or they would hand over sensitive information to other countries. Kim Jong-un has a secret cyber attack team called Bureau 121. Chase? Yes, Chris. How secret is something when CNN broadcasts the name of it? Uh, Not very secret, Chris. Okay, okay. And a larger cyber branch called the Reconnaissance General Bureau. 
Also, uh, Chase, uh, how secret is something that is a sub-secret of another secret when uh, CNN broadcasts? Uh, Chris, just, this just in, uh, not very secret. Commanded by General Kim Yong-chol, a former bodyguard for Kim's father and grandfather. Oh, Could they have been behind this hit? Mm. I strongly suspect that the North Koreans would have used Unit 121 in the Reconnaissance General Bureau. A nuclear power plant is a hard target. This is not like trying to take down somebody's website. This attack... Anybody who's ever spent um, two seconds, I'll just give you two seconds, in a data center knows that's not where you do an interview. I'm just, I'm just, no. putting, I'm just putting that out there. Occurred at about the same time as the Sony hack. It's one thing to steal dishy emails about Angelina Jolie, another to target nuclear reactors. But analysts point out both hacks also carried with them warnings of physical violence. In the Sony case, a threat to hurt theater goers. Actually, in the Sony case, uh, it was never – the interview was never, ever brought up until the media did it. In fact, not only did we document this fairly successfully weekly in the Unfiltered show, but I managed to document it in Tech Talk Today from its inception as a Reddit post saying, hey, my buddy who works at Sony Pictures is seeing this thing on his computer screen. No, no kidding. Literally, mm. at that level. To everything else that happened from that on a daily basis on the Tech Talk Today show. I watched it every single day and I talked about it on air, right? And I can guarantee you that no one involved with the hack ever mentioned the show, the movie, the interview, until the media did it first. Hmm. So what they're saying right here is retroactively changing history. It is bullcrap. It is not true at all. And, of course, somebody who is involved in the media, like CNN is, knows that. They just instead are, are, are for some reason, they, they are trying to retroactively change history. Angelina Jolie, another to target nuclear reactors. But analysts point out both hacks also carried with them warnings of physical violence. In the Sony case, a threat to hurt theater goers. In the nuclear plant hack, a threat to destroy the facilities. Analysts say it's unlikely the North Koreans have the capability to do that to South Korean or American reactors. But it does reflect the brazen aggression of Kim Jong-un. We know less about him. We don't know if he understands the concepts of red lines like his father and his grandfather. Because he's young, you know. Yeah. He's only in his 30s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, we don't know if he understands the concepts of red lines. I mean, he may, he may not know what yes and no means. understands the concepts of red lines like his father and his grandfather seem to. So this is new. The threats of, of physical violence uh, could well qualify under U.S. law as acts of terror. So going forward, I want to pull some... Oh. Hold on, hold on before I before I get lost. On yes, Chris. hold on. Let's play this. Let's play this. Let's play this last. Let's just play this last moment of this douchebag. And his grandfather seemed to. So this is new. The threats of of physical violence. Threats of physical, physical violence. violence. Is that what you heard? That's what I heard. That's what you heard. Threats of physical violence. Threats of physical violence. Okay. Uh, could well qualify under U.S. law as acts of terror. Can you believe? Wouldn't that? they be just qualify as acts of war? I, don't I mean, know. I don't. I, I just. But terror is the new. Hey, there's another word. We're going from war to terror. Yeah. When I when I hear that, it's. I mean, really. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I don't, do I do I need to say anything? No. No. Okay. No, it's self-explanatory. It I is. would hope it is. I would hope it is. Yeah. I right? would hope so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's get to what you and I both want to talk about. Kill dogs email. Let's be honest. My red book is staying solid. She's not going to be the president. Really, It's not going to happen. You no. want to go against me on this? I, I, I told you. I told you. I told you. It's not going to happen. Bro! Uh, bro! 
Not going to happen. You are telling me that Hillary Clinton is not going to be president in 2016? Negative. Not going to happen. Negative in the freedom dimension. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I don't I think there's the only, no way. There's no way. The only there's reason no way. the only reason you are taking this position is because I am taking the opposite no. position. No. That that is not the reason. Who's it going to be? Who's it? Well, I don't know. Who's it going to be? I don't know. She's got double the lead over every candidate right now. I will say this. You know, around the same time, probably in the last election, no one had any idea Obama was going to win. So he came out of nowhere, beat Hill Dog. I did. Where, where is it at? I, I, don't, I don't see it in the book. We didn't I don't see it. Red in, uh, I totes yeah, called. Uh, I, dude, I totes called Barry. I knew of, I knew about Barry smoking weed. I knew about Barry's uh, illegitimate past. We knew, I knew that he was born in Kenya. His, I knew about the fact that his real name was Barry Sotaro. I knew all of that. As I still knew that bro was going to win, and Hillary, I know that he'll going to win. It's I, time for I, a woman, Chris. I have an independent source telling me that Hillary's not going to win, bro. Chase, I have a source. Chase, you know the source. Don't make me divulge the source on the show, Chris. All right, you're right. You're right. Okay? You're right. But let me say this. All right. Chase. Yes. Nothing better could happen for this show. Uh, no, 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 no. I, 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 we had this conversation. I Clinton, understand. If Hillary Clinton wins. Okay, hold on. All right, hold on. It's so good for the show, All right, Chase. All right, push the button and I'll flip. All right, push the button and I'll, and I'll switch to talk show mode for a minute. I think Hillary's going to win in a landslide. <laughs> She's going to win in a landslide. <laughs> Man, it's going to be Bush and Hillary. It's going to go to the election. It's going to be so good. That's oh, my we, God. Uh, uh, that's how we roll. Uh, and Obama's going to throw her, throw his full support behind Hill Dog. It's going to be awesome. What if? It's going to be awesome. What if? Yes. You are 100% wrong and Obama wants Hillary to absolutely lose. What if Ooh. Obama, Oh. what if President Ooh. Obama wants Hillary <sighs> to burn in public? Does the name Valerie, Valerie Jarrett? Ring a bell at all. Uh, 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 Valerie Jarrett, Jer- wasn't she like a CIA person? Why don't you Google it while yeah. I play this clip? Again, one of my next guests, Ed Klein, reported that according to his source, quote, President Obama's senior advisor, Valerie Jarrett, leaked to the press details of Hillary Clinton's use of private emails ah. and that address during her tenure as Secretary of State. So who is Valerie Jarrett? Uh, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Jarrett is a senior advisor. To the President of the United States of America. This is one of these interesting... Also from Chicago. Interesting. <laughs> not just also. Yeah. I think that's pretty important. Yeah, part. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, this is one of these interesting things where uh, she doesn't have a particular position. She wasn't elected. She wasn't voted in by the uh, people of the United States of America. No, Obama just wants an advisor close to him. Just like, uh, do you remember uh, Karl Rove? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember Karl, my good friend, yeah. That was Bush's right-hand man, yeah, right? Yeah, Valerie Jarrett is Obama's right-hand man. Wow. The rumor is, and here's why I am, I am rolling, I have been reading this rumor for weeks. I didn't roll with it because I didn't have any audio. People that don't know, you know me, right? Yes, I'm yeah. more likely to go with this story when I have audio, Yeah, right? it's, it's like a secondary source. You gotta have, yeah. I gotta yeah. have audio, right? Yeah, gotta have audio, or so video, now, or both. So I've been following this for a couple of weeks. Now I got audio. Yes, it's Sean Hannity. Yes, he's a son of a bitch, but let's play. And earlier today, James Rosen asked White House Press Secretary Josh Earnest about that report. A published report over the weekend in a leading New York newspaper asserted that White House... Uh, whoa, 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 stop for a minute, stop for a minute. 
We need to explain this to people. You told me you want you're, more of my you're, feedback. You're, you okay. see how he's pulling a sip of water? No, no, no. There, no, right? you need to back it up just a little right, bit. I'll if you see, up. all right, so there's a gentleman asking a question in a yep. leading New York newspaper, okay? Yep. yep. The, there's another fellow newspaper uh, reporter uh, smiling. Toad's uh, checking out his notes, to, too. To, well, yeah, totally checking out his notes, but smiling because they all know he's being sarcastic and saying a leading New York newspaper. About that report. That's kind of a zing. Because it's the New York Post. It's the Post. But notice they're all smiling tongue-in-cheek. Tongue published report over the weekend in a leading New York newspaper. Oh, you uh, like Yes, yes. <laughs> she, 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 and by the way, when he said it, he literally did put his tongue in his cheek. You're right. He did it. You're and right. The, and so the White House sporks, uh, spokeshole uh, says, yeah, he's smiling. Yeah, She's faces. smiling. They're all grinny. <laughs> you called it. Yeah. Asserted that White House... Counselor, uh, oh my gosh, look at him. Yep, yep. <laughs> See? See? Valerie Jarrett played some role in the disclosures about Secretary Clinton's emails. Can you confirm that? Yeah, it's utter baloney. All right, here with reaction from the. What do you think? Utter baloney. Valerie Jarrett, utter baloney. Uh, utter baloney is not a denial in my book. Washington Examiner. Utter baloney. He's just saying, he's, he's describing, describing the situation as a piece of meat. He's not saying no. Words matter. Shown author Ed Klein. Ed, this is your story. Tell us about it. When you draw blood. So this guy right here. When you draw blood. This guy is an obvious Hillary hater. I'm going to give you that. Uh This guy clearly is not. He's on Hannity's show. it's Fox. Come on. But this is the guy that ran the piece that says that Valerie Jarrett outed Hillary Clinton about this whole issue. And so Hannity somehow manages to pull his head out of his butt long enough to ask an actual valid question. Did you expect one of these responses? It's been, I've been called worse than baloney, so, you know, I, I expect yeah. this. All right, but, but let's talk about your sources here. Right. How many sources? Good question. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, good I ex- question. I, expect, I expected a singular source. One. One source. One source. He's got more than one source. Oh. Generally, I try to have two sources for every story. Mm-hmm. In this case, I had a source at the White House, a source at the State Department, and a sto- source inside the Clinton camp. That's three sources, dude. That's the trifecta. That sounds pretty legit. That's I, the trifecta. I got to be honest. Like, I know this guy's a Hillary hater. I understand that he's on the record as a Clinton hater. But hold up. He's got three sources. None of these sources knew each other. And they all confirm the same story. Independently corroborated. That kind of sounds legit to me. Yeah, yep. And you still think she's going to be president. ...to you, and over the weekend, Obama was at the gridiron dinner and actually telling Hillary email email gay jokes. I think it's (laughs) entirely plausible. I mean, one thing that has been made very clear is that the Obama team, up to and including the president, would like anybody other than Hillary to be president. There were reports that he had uh, encouraged uh, Elizabeth Warren to run, among others. So I think Ed's report makes logical and good sense. I actually do, too. I hate to agree with uh, Sean Hannity. Are, so. you, uh, are you ready to write a Red Book prediction? I mean, or change your Red Book prediction? Bro, no, no. Okay. This is going to be the best fight you and I have ever witnessed of our lifetimes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. This is the Fair we are enough. in for the show of Fair our life. Fair enough. Okay. Now, yes. Do you think it is possible 
that the Obama administration is torpedoing it just they're yeah, like oh, yes. torpedoing Hil- yes. Hillary. It, it it always felt like to me when she was uh, given the Secretary of State position right? that was like that a, was like a consolation get prize you out of the race yeah Calm you know down. what all right you know what hey I I'm you know I beat you fair and square I'm sorry but you know I feel so bad here you can be the Secretary of State. It's like you ever watch the movie Idiocracy, yep. and they just you know they just gave the the Secretary of the Interior to President uh, to not sure you know they're just like you know hey you're going to be the Secretary of the Interior okay That's, Hillary hold on. you're Idiocracy, the Secretary hold on going forward Idiocracy required watching for the unfiltered show Un- yes required watching. absolutely yeah. uh, all right um, we got a couple things I want to transition to yes let's stop talking about Hillary all right fair enough she will not be president let's move on. Something we have followed since the beginning of the show. And Pipelines. It, you're jumping ahead. Oh, that no, not that head, far ahead. Sorry. You went through a period of unemployment. Now oh, you got yeah. so many jobs you can't even make them. Yeah, money. I have so many. Yeah, you got so many. You got jobs. so many. You got so many jobs. But you went through a period where you were having a hard time getting jerked. Uh, yep, absolutely. And you know something we followed during that time mm-hmm. is quantitative easing. Oh, yes, the money and, thing. And and how the Fed sort of watched the unemployment market, and that sort of determined the rates and quantitative easing. Mm-hmm. Now here we are, 2015, and ladies and gentlemen, turns out just as much of a house of cards, house of cards as ever. Turns out it's just a bunch of old people making some guesses. Some other news, leaders of the Federal Reserve meet today in Washington. They oversee an institution that, among other things creates money. They've created a lot of it in the years since the financial crisis, adding more than $3 trillion. All right, so we've talked about quantitative easing. Yes. Uh, and, and to be fair, in most cases, it was in the supporter shows. It wasn't in the main show. But quantitative easing and the United States' uh, experiment with quantitative easing has been a primary topic of our unfiltered supporter show. We sometimes uh, flirted with it in the main show. Here we are now, 2015. The economy's doing better. Employment, much better. And we have a brand new, uh, you know, Bernanke's out, Janet Yellen's in. She's sitting down, and the market has been ready for her to signal that perhaps rates would change just a bit. But, of course, as always, nothing changes. Nope. One of the Fed's next jobs is to make that money disappear. Here's Jacob Goldstein of NPR's Planet Money Team. So there's a particular problem. When you print literally trillions of dollars into the economy, Mm -hmm. you, you need it to go somewhere. Right. You need that money to filter out. And what's happened is it sat in the savings accounts of all of the banks. Uh-huh. Creating all that money was part of a program called quantitative easing. The Fed used the money to buy bonds and push down interest rates on things like mortgages to encourage people to borrow and spend. Today, the crisis has passed, but all that money is still out there, largely in one place. Surprisingly. Very surprising. So surprisingly, Chase, very, very surprisingly, surprising. the trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars printed, one, two, three, tri- three trillions of dollars printed, very surprisingly, Chase. Yes, Graham. You know, I feel like we should ask the chat room, actually. Oh? Okay. Chat room. Yes. Over at jblive.tv, join us on a Wednesday night. Where has all of that trillions of dollars we have printed very surprisingly ended up surprisingly comma very surprisingly ended up where did the money eight uh well let's see trillions of dollars printed during quantitative easing yes surprisingly and this guy he's an expert techno saying it's in the banks 
Hmm. You know what? Actually, all or, those answers. Or in China, or in Iraq, answers, or ISIS. Those are all good, Chase. Those are all good. No, my friend. In my face. No, my friend. No, my friend. It is in the savings accounts of the mother effing banks. Yes. Basically, all of it went to idle cash in the banks. This is Alan Blinder. He was vice chairman of the Fed back in the 90s. He says one goal of creating all that money was to get banks to lend more. That really hasn't happened yet. You can ask me the next question is, how come banks haven't reached this point already? And my answer is, damned if I know. Oh, I, it's a damned if I know. The economy will start humming money. again at some point. Banks will start lending out all that money. And if that happens too fast, it could be a problem. Inflation could take off. To be clear, that hasn't happened yet. Inflation is still low. Eventually, though, Fed officials will start destroying the money they created, start winding down quantitative easing. But figuring out exactly when to do this is fraught. Do it too soon, you plunge the economy back into another recession. Wait too long, and inflation takes off. What the Fed is worrying about every minute of every day is getting the timing right. So that is exactly the art of the uh, exit, getting the timing right. The Fed always worries about this. But right now, Blinder says, there's so much money out there that even a small misjudgment could have big consequences. Yeah, so we have created a, a, quite a problem. On top of that, the Fed has never done this before. David Blanchflower was at the Bank of England during the financial crisis. He says the Fed did the right thing with quantitative easing. Of course. But he says during the crisis, central banks were making it up as they went along. What? And they're still making it up now. What? They don't have a nice chapter in a textbook to tell them what they should do. They've never done it before. They, they're struggling. What could go wrong? So <laughs> the Fed doesn't know what's going to happen when they finally wind down QE? The Fed doesn't know what's going to happen when they wind down QE. Absolutely not. Nice. Does that concern you at all? A little. Sorry. They absolutely don't know. That sounds terrifying. I mean, it is, it is terrifying. The Fed has laid out a basic plan. First, raise short-term rates. Sure. That's the part everybody's talking about yeah. at today's meeting. Yeah. Then, when the economy seems strong enough, start slowly pulling that QE money out of the economy. Mm -hmm. Blanche Flower says it's likely to be years yeah. before things are back to years. normal. Years. Jacob Goldstein, NPR News. And that's, you know, we know. Thank you. Uh, you know, we know that we have plenty of time, right, Chris? I mean, yeah. so. So, to uh, today, yeah. the uh, Fed signaled, of course, Janet Yellen. Uh, that they they want to wait. You know, it's so funny. You know, you and I talk about shadow stats. Mm. Oh gosh, I love that. Do you want to pull that up? Real yeah, quick? I will definitely. All right. So Chase and I we often talk about shadow stats, and shadow stats tracks what is the real unemployment number. Right. The alternate uh, unemployment chart. Uh, so basically, here is the uh, – uh, oh, I like that effect. There. I know. It's kind and of semi-transparent, but yeah, it's semi -transparent. very cool. So there are uh, three lines that you're seeing. You're seeing a red line, which is the official U3 line. That's from the government. Mm -hmm. The uh, gray line-ish, or greenish line, grayish line there, that is uh, a uh, broadest U6 number. That's also official from the government. This number up here – That's shadow stats. That's number. shadow stats number. And that's actually using a number uh, from around the time of the Great Depression. The government used to calculate unemployment differently. Yes. That's using an older form of calculation that actually appears to be more accurate and also includes a little bit of labor force uh, um, uninvolvement. Yeah. The one thing to note, you guys – and by the way, the this line here, it's kind of cut off on the left there. But this line at the top, that's 25 percent. This is 20 percent. 
Uh, this number here, this is... That's the one we're reporting on. That's what you hear, like 6%. Yeah. That's this number right here. The the problem here with unemployment numbers, especially when you're getting the government official numbers, is it doesn't count people who are maybe underemployed. It doesn't count people who have dropped out and have ran out of unemployment. Well, uh, here, I uh, see that blue text there. Read that, read that headline right there. So... I played that report Wednesday today. Today, yeah, that one right there. What's it say? So it says here, you know, even with hiring up, the Fed wants further gains before the rate hike. Uh, The Fed signaled Wednesday that it needs the job market to improve further. Because it it, that in my in my estimation, when the they don't believe this number, bingo. Yeah. They don't Bingo. believe the number. Bingo. Yeah. And they will not change their monetary policy because they don't believe the number that we're putting out to the public. Exactly. And so if you doubt shadow stats, well, guess what? The fucking... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The effing Federal Reserve doesn't believe the number we're putting right. out. Right. Yep. So if the Federal Reserve doesn't believe the number we're putting out, then why do you believe it? Yeah. The U3 number is the monthly number. The U6 number is the rate the Bureau of Labor Statistics includes short-term discourage and other really marginally attached workers that have to work part-time. So I was a little mis- uh, miscalculated. But still, the problem is the numbers have, are, are never accurate. Yeah. And that's and And I know, think what's interesting is the number you can go by is what how the, how the Federal Reserve re- responds to all of this. That's yeah. the real number you can track. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So as the U.S. struggles with all of this, some of us just need to focus on the things that are important. That's true. we got to hunker down. And really, what we need to do is send a message. Oh? The best way to send a message? Kill more Russians. <laughs> Ukraine, uh, yeah, 3,000 U.S. troops deploying to, uh, to Eastern Europe. Uh, some armor will be going uh, with them, right. apparently. Uh, to what effect? And what do you expect? Uh, I think to no effect, Lou. It's game, set, and match in the Ukraine. The only way the United States can have any effect in this region and turn the tide is to start killing Russians. Killing Russians by uh, killing so many Russians. Just start killing Russians, Chase. Wow. Do you have any problem with killing Russians? I don't like killing people in general. Perhaps I, mean, I, yeah. perhaps I should have said, uh, this guy's a retired U.S. general. Set and match in the Ukraine. The only way the United States can have any effect in this region and turn the tide is to start killing Russians. Killing Russians by uh, killing so many Russians that each... Chase, just, could, you, could, could you just start could you, could you just start killing Russians, please? Could you just... Wow. Killing wow. Russians, killing Russians by uh, killing so many Russians that even Putin's media can't hide the fact. That- Chase, what I need you to do right now is I need you to focus on what's important. I can't take his, I can't take this guy seriously. Hey, Chase, no, I know he's a retired general. This is General Robert Scales, but uh, yeah, no, you, you should probably take him serious because he's a retired general. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> yeah. take him seriously. Yeah, killing totally. Russians, killing Russians by uh, killing so many Russians that even Putin's media can't hide the fact that Russians are returning to the motherland in Easy, body bags. Right? But given Easy. the amount of support we've given the Ukrainians, given the ability of the Ukrainians themselves to counterattack against these, what, 12,000 Russians camped in their country, uh, sadly, that's not likely to happen. Remember how uh, Crimea uh, voted by 97% to, yep. uh, uh, to succeed and yep. join Russia? They want to join Russia. Yeah. General Bob Scales bringing us, uh, well, right up to the point on uh, U.S. involvement. Even Lou Dobbs, like, well, he's, he's really... Delivering it, and, and by the way, again, a technical look here. Uh, the general looks uh, looks very full of himself. It looks and great, Lou, doesn't he? And Lou Dobbs is shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I absolutely agree. 
And uh, and yes, very much so. Uh, Lou Dobbs can't believe what he just heard. Kill more Russians. Kill kill more Russians. Now, um, I've I've enjoyed something this week. I've I've had a little like the unfiltered show. For the most part, it takes from Chris. Mm-hmm. It takes from Chris. But this week, it gave to Chris. Yes, it gave to Chris. So last week, when we went for on for hours air, on end, right? Yes, actually, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, when we went on the air last week for one thirty-six, <laughs> when we went on air Wednesday, yeah, it had been a couple of days since anybody had seen your buddy, my your good friend, friend, yeah, Vladimir Putin. Oh, Vlad, yeah. Where is Vlad? As if coming up for air, Vladimir Putin has resurfaced. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I, I heard he's back. Really? You yeah. did? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, in the car, where did you hear this? Uh, I was watching Como News. Oh, you're watching I, TV? Yeah. I didn't know you watched a lot of TV. You watch a lot of TV? I watched local news because I want to know what locally is going on. Hmm. But, you know, they do their round the world segment. And... I got to be honest. I was picturing you as mostly a radio guy. Well, when I found out, I told you when I found out, yes. I was watching television. Yeah. So, so Putin. Putin. Where's he been? He didn't look bad, considering all the things he was rumored to have suffered. Either being dead, having a stroke. In bed with the flu. Was he at the bedside of his alleged girlfriend while she had their love child? I hope, I hope so. I hope so. At a boy, Vlad. Palace coup. Where in the world is Vladimir Putin? Look at Brooke, too, huh? Yeah. Hey, chat room, don't forget to bang suggest. Something's not right. Putin's disappearance had people pointing, or at least wiggling, fingers. Where's the bear? That's what I want to know. Where's the bear? Where's the bear? Missing bear. Missing bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shot of Vlad. Uh, so, uh, before we went on the air, uh, 136. I, I, when we went on the air with 136 last Wednesday, I know, I knew... Nobody had seen from Vlad. No, no. I, mean, I, I, I thought it was no big deal. Right, yeah. I thought it was, this isn't the lead story. Right. Apparently. The macho man who rides shirtless, tracks tigers, hang glides with cranes. I misunderstood the lead story for last week. <laughs> was back facing nothing more deadly than the firing squad of cameras. And the only thing he had to say about all the rumors was it would be boring without gossip. And, you know, as uh, as a little example of how bad the West media is, yes. the actual translation, mm. life would be boring without gossip. Wow. Everybody got it, gets it wrong. Everybody gets it wrong. His actual, what he actually said, and, and this is a small thing, but if you think about it, it's actually pretty important. The the president of Russia said that life would be boring without gossip. And every single Western media outlet reported as it would be boring without gossip. Right. I don't realize it's dropping off one word, but it's the president. Words matter. It's the president. Yes. Like get all of his words right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, so here's Vlad. He's smiling. He's happy. He's feeling good. Makes you think Vladimir might enjoy seeing his missing mug on a milk carton or his bare-chested body on display in shocking footage from Putin's secret funeral. Can you believe they're playing this on CNN? Well, this is this is uh, Jenny Moves, right? So she does these kind of stories. Oh, and here he is being carried into the photo op by Kyrgyzstan's president. But instead... Putin still alive makes well moisturized appearance. <laughs> Just watch how he sits down, sort of gingerly. What? Now, I actually don't think it's a joke. 
I don't think this is a joke. Okay, yeah. Look how they're look at the look at how right, they're. Let's, let's watch the footage here. They're they're talking about how he even sits down. All right, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chase, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is CNN news. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. This is CNN. But remember, this is Jenny Moose. This is how she does these kind of stories. She does these all these all the time. But just because, and she's been with CNN for like a billion years. Just because it makes me smile doesn't mean it's not propaganda. I know that, but Chris, you know we've been doing this for a long time. It's all propaganda. Still alive, makes well moisturized appearance. Just watch how he sits down, sort of gingerly. Okay, sort of gingerly. All right, let's watch. Let's watch how he sits down, sort of gingerly. One report had it that a specialist from Vienna traveled. Was that gingerly? No. No. Kind of sat down like a boss. Didn't he just he? sat down. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Well, to Moscow to treat Putin for back pain. How much left of this? Maybe he slipped a Seriously? disc riding that woodpecker. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Really? I'm done. Really? This is awful. All right, okay. All right, done. fair enough. Fair enough. There done. is. Uh, there's about another minute left. I'd rather see more Aaron Burnett talking about chicken. Really? Can I play it, please? No. All right. Why? All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're falling into no, it. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I know it gave back, no. but how, how long was that clip? In total, right. there was another minute left. Right, so that About was like three, three, minutes. three minutes. Yeah. So CNN just took two minutes of our lives away, Chris. You're right. Fist bump, buddy. Good call. I'm walking you, you away. You just from saved that. us, buddy. You just saved <laughs> us. All right. So, uh, all right. Now let's be real. Yeah. So I don't know if you. I don't know how much you saw. I don't know how much you saw. Of what? The Putin stuff. Oh, I only saw. Like I said, it was a 30 second clip. Do you know how gone? Do you do you? Do you know how long he was gone? A week? I want a number of days. Seven. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He was gone for a grand total of ten days. And on the tenth day, he, Vladimir, re- he rested. Vladimir Putin appears and sings the national anthem. Whoa, that's loud. Yeah, it is. It's the it's a, it's a national, it's a national anthem. Come on, Jason. Now watch, watch. Okay, so they're singing here. Now watch Vlad. Now tell me. I'm sorry to do this. I, yeah. I realize. But tell me if he doesn't know the words. Tell me he doesn't know the words. I don't think he did wants to sing. Watch. Okay. He's right. going to sing okay. the National Russian. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. The Russian anthem, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I swear, though. Watch at the end. He doesn't know the words. Okay. All right, he's singing. He's singing. He's okay, singing. Yeah, doing good, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Doing he, really good. he's looking good. Okay. All right, they wrap up, and now watch. Everybody pulls the microphones down. This is the Russian national anthem, right? Okay. He's still singing. Did you see it? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Was he still singing? Uh, in- inconclusive. Okay, let's play it again. No. <laughs> Why do I feel like you're just go on? Uh, One more time, just watch. All right, watch. all right, I'm watching. And just tell me if Putin, I'm watching. I'm Putin watching. doesn't know the national anthem. All right, all right. Play. Don't just don't stop it. Just let it roll. You saw it, didn't you? No, no, no. Look, he was he was going to talk. So I think I know. that's what I think was I going know. on. See, that's why it. I wanted you to play it off. You saw it for a second though, didn't you? Yeah, but but it looked he, like he kept singing, didn't but it? But it wasn't a singing thing. He was getting ready to speak. You're right. I think you're right, too. I just want to play it one more time for the oh. audience, <laughs> and then I'm done, and then All we'll right. move on. Please. But it looks like 
just for a split second. Okay. Doesn't it look like he doesn't know the anthem? No, no. Well, but it's all in context. You let it play out. Okay. I think he was getting ready to speak at the end when the crowd was yeah. thing, but he it wasn't ready yet, and then he stepped up. So, no, I don't think it was a word. I think you're right, yeah. but I just want to play it one more okay. time. Okay, all right. All right, so there he is talking to the crowd, and he's totally like saying, like, good job, everybody. And this is him back. He's back. And that guy right there is great looking. <laughs> See how he's still singing? He wasn't singing. He was getting ready to speak. Chase, please. And by the way, Jam in the chat room is saying, hey, I think it's inconclusive as well. In Australia, there are three verses, yet we only sing one. It could be the same in Russia. But Chase, I just one second. Okay. I think we're spending way too much time on this one. Okay, but do you see how every person has their microphone down except for Putin right now? Yeah, because he's getting ready to speak. Okay. All right, okay. All right. You know what? And you're right. You're probably right. I'll just leave it in the unfiltered sink, okay. and if All people right. want to check it out, okay. they can. Fair enough. To me, it looks like Vladimir Putin doesn't know the, the, the national anthem. But you know, what do I know? Because, first of all— And granted, yes, I was looking at the gal in the white blouse. It is a very complex Vladimir situation. Vladimir Putin reappeared for the first time in 10 days. Look at him sit gingerly. Oh, 10 days, by the way. It was 10 days he was MIA. Yeah. 10 days. Light of his absence, saying it would be boring without gossip. Gossip that captured world attention not seen since Cold War days when ousted Soviet leaders suddenly failed to appear. Did this Russian leader have the flu? Back trouble? Even reports he went to Switzerland. Back trouble. You know, it's not the first time we've reported on Putin goes MIA for back trouble. Yeah. And why does it feel like their CNN's just rehashing the previous story from Gina Moose? This is a whole other thing. I know, yeah. I know. You're right, though. Yeah, they're, they're To be with his girlfriend this. for the birth of his baby. You think, that, you think that's it? No. No, no. Publicly, Russia and the U.S. making light of it all. Uh, was the president pleased to see uh, Vladimir Putin resurface? What do you think he says? He didn't care. Behind the scenes, the U.S. says it believes Putin was ill, but was always in charge. Not so fast, say some experts. In a normal country, had you had this kind of... What does that say in the background, Chase? Uh, Brookings. Mm. ...situation... They would have had a photo op with the president. Why didn't they do it with Mr. Putin? Is Putin always wanting to be seen as the strong man in a weakened political position? I think that there may be something going on inside the Kremlin that we don't fully understand. What we do know... Thank you for telling us absolutely nothing. ...has been under fire by protesters after the murder of his opponent, Boris Nemtsov. And there is more trouble as Russians begin to realize they are losing troops in the battle for eastern Ukraine. Now, listen to this because some more clips we're going to play. This part is pretty important. This is Barbara Starr. She's talking for CNN. She says that Russia is losing a lot, excuse me, a lot of troops. Is more trouble as Russians begin to realize they are losing troops in the battle. That's going to come up in a little bit. So keep that in mind. Okay. For eastern Ukraine. According to a new report from Britain's independent Royal United Services Institute, some Russian units are so decimated by casualties that new ad hoc frontline units are being formed in the field. So Russians are so decimated by the casualties, the new ad hoc frontline units are being assembled on the fly. Mm, That sounds Mm. pretty intense, Chase. The Interior Ministry has sent in special teams to keep Russian soldiers from retreating. So Russian soldiers are under so much pressure, they want to get out of there. They want to leave. So so Moscow has sent in a special steam. To keep them. A strike team, Chase, to keep them from leaving. 
some Russian conscripts are being tricked into signing long-term enlistment papers. Now, now, uh, these these Russians, they're being tricked into signing up. Now, no, 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 let's not look at the Ukrainian army and let's not look at how their people are being signed up. Let's not talk about that. Still, Putin making more military shows of force. U.S. military officials say he's sending increasing numbers of nuclear-capable aircraft into Crimea. Capable? They're not actually armed with weapons? Okay. Though no nuclear weapons. Oh! And he has just ordered snap military exercises of the northern fleet in the Arctic. Oh, so he's mobilizing the northern fleet in the Arctic. According to state-run media, involving some 40,000 troops. Now, when did he do that? Oh, actually, he did all of that while Putin was supposedly gone for 10 days. All of the stuff that Barbara Starr is telling you about right now... Has already happened. Has happened during Putin's supposed 10-day absence. All of these orders, all of these changes happened during this 10-day absence. Pentagon warning the Arctic is being militarized. The Russians have just taken a decision to activate six new brigades and four of them will be in the Arctic. Now, uh, let's talk about this for a second. So Russia is definitely doubling down on the Arctic. In fact, uh, the U.S. has had data that has uh, suggested that has really kind of indicated this since 2006. In 2008, the uh, United States has a report that really kind of uh, uh, zeroes this in. And Chase, I'm going to show you this map here for a second. Uh, yeah. I'm going to show it right now on the stream. Right there. Yeah. Uh, Chase, take a look at this map here. Yeah, just take I'll, that, I'll get it up on this uh, on the everybody for everybody here as yeah. well. So, so uh, you know, I just want you to look at it. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you see that there? That is the look at the Arctic from um, space, essentially. We're looking straight down from the North yep. Pole. Yes. And on there are areas where Russia may in, is sort of upgrade their military bases. Yes. What you have to realize as we talk about this, as we go a little bit further here. Is that the Arctic is like a gold mine? It is a effing gold mine. And here's another thing. So we just talked about how Putin is getting ready in the Arctic. Well, kind of just this funny thing, Chase. Just total hundred percent coincidence. The United States of America in April, which Chase, I believe that's next month. That is next month, yeah. Chris. Uh, they Couple will weeks. assume chairmanship of the Arctic Council for two years. Hmm. Now, interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just totally a coincidence that this report about about That's Russia's some timing, incursions Chris. into the Arctic. That's some timing. Right before we take chairmanship. Uh, yeah, so the Arctic Council is a high-level uh, intergovernmental forum okay. that addresses primarily environmental protection uh, and, and other kinds of, like, sustainable uh, energy issues. Okay. Because, uh, Chase, uh, something you may or may not be aware of, <laughs> just kind of a small thing uh, – Russia has made a massive pivot to the Arctic, undertaking what is considered one of the major, most major military buildouts in the history of the world. Uh, Russia's biggest, newer, newest military development in the Arctic is the creation of Russia's Joint Strategic Command, North, which is built out of the former Northern Fleet. The command, according to the Defense News, has surfaced a fleet and submarine fleet of about 40 vessels in the Arctic. Wow. We got a lot of ships. Now, why would you do that, Chase? Why do you suppose? Why would you? Why would you send forty ships to the Arctic if you're Vladimir Putin? Uh, well, you need a place to park them all, <laughs> and you know maybe they got a lot of water, and mm. you know they mm. you know have a nice facility. Mm. You know, it's kind of like you know you have a collection of items. You want to make it safe. You know? In the show notes, there you'll see yeah. this. Uh, you'll see this oh, yeah, graphic yeah, there. I want to yeah. show this. To you. Maybe you can yeah. pull that up, and I'll, I'll show it on the stream. But you see yeah. this graphic right here? This this is in the show notes. 
Yeah, I, I have the graphic here. I don't know how well it's going to show up. Oh, but, yeah. Well, but yeah, I, but maybe you can zoom a little bit there, and uh, yeah. we'll get it in there. Yeah. So uh, what this graphic shows, and this is fun because this is a fun one because you're looking you're looking from space at the Arctic directly on. Right. Uh, uh, it says this about Russia. Uh, Check this out, Chase. Uh, yeah. A 2008 United States Geolo- uh, Geographical Survey estimates that the areas north of the Arctic Circle have. You ready for this one? Mm. Um, 90 billion. 90 billion. Billion barrels. Of wow. Oil. 90 billion barrels of oil. And, and Chase, mm. in the Arctic, yeah. 44, billions, 44 billion barrels of natural gas. Wow! Yeah, yeah. And now, if you're looking at that, so graphic it is about though, money. So, yeah. Uh, what's to say right there about? What's to say right there about? Can you zoom that in? Yeah, zoom I'm going to zoom that in. But when, it's, it's going to be say about Russia right there. But uh, it, well, it has the largest Arctic territory, which holds about I believe that says is that eighty or ninety percent. Yeah. Of the country's potential oil yeah. and gas reserves. Yeah, in the Arctic. So yeah. Russia has that territory today. Right. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that we just ran this report about how uh, there's a bunch of shit going down in the Arctic. I mean, I'm sure that the fact that we want oil, <laughs> I'm sure this has nothing to do with it. Uh, now, the Telegraph has a piece saying the Arctic drilling is inevitable. Uh, in fact, uh, they say forget the North Sea and the Middle East. Forget the Middle East, says the Telegraph. It's the frozen, o- the frozen oceans of the Arctic, which is the next great frontier. The big oil companies plan to exploit over the next 15 years. Wow. There aren't, and this is a direct quote. There aren't many places left on the planet that are kind of at the scale of Arctic in terms of possible resources for oil companies to go at. This is according to Andrew Latham, who's the vice president of exploration services at Wood Markinsiak, which is a company that studies the oil market. They say, they claim. For the next 15 years, for the next 15 years, the, the oil you want and the natural gas, oil and natural gas is up in the Arctic. So the fact that maybe we're having a little bit of issues with Russia right now, when we become the chairman of the Atlantic Commission next month, it doesn't seem like a coincidence to me, Chase. Right, that's true. And, uh, of course, uh, with Crimea in play and Ukraine in play, it's a very dynamic situation. Vladimir Putin reappeared for the first time in 10 days, making light of his absence, saying it would be boring without gossip. Gossip that captured world attention not seen since Cold War days when ousted Soviet leaders suddenly failed to appear. Yeah. It's a little different. Oh, okay. There, there is, I know, it's very similar. Oh, okay. It's a little bit of I'm sorry, I thought we just... No, no, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, no, actually, I, I meant to mention that. So the reason I'm playing this is, so a lot of times on the Infilter show, I, I play like, I mean, quite realistically, like 100 clips, and yeah. I'll, I'll pull one of them. Right. So this week, I pulled two clips that are very, very similar. Okay. And I right. know it's a little confusing, but Barbara Starr, so the last report was from that gal that always has like the zany kind of CNN reports. Yeah. This is Barbara Starr. She's at the Pentagon. I, I know that's a minor difference, but it actually is a big deal. Okay. And so what Barbara's about to get into is some of the more um, Pentagon-related aspects of Putin's moves. Got it. Did this Russian leader have the flu, back trouble? Even reports he went to Switzerland. Again, just like the last clip we just played, right? right? Yeah, it yeah. sounds like the same exact clip, right? And, and the reason why I'm doing this, and it's something that you don't fully understand when you listen to the Unfiltered show, is seriously, guys, I listen to, like, I'm not even joking, like, 
55 versions of the same mother effing report oh, every single yeah. day. And the only reason I'm playing this one is if you really listen closely, there are differences and they're very important. To be with his girlfriend for the birth of his baby. Publicly, Russia and the U.S. making light of it all. Uh, was the president pleased to see uh, Vladimir Putin resurface? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... All right, well, let's stop here for a second. Okay. So is Obama, is he pleased to see the re- the resurfaces? Because yeah, now Putin is the big bad guy. He's the big boogeyman. He's the big bad guy against everybody else, right? So is is Obama happy to see? No, of course not, because Putin's the big bad guy. Raising tensions, Vladimir Putin is keeping everyone guessing. NATO's deputy military commander warning Moscow to tread carefully. Russia might believe that the large-scale conventional forces that she's shown she can generate at very short notice. All right, so if you listen carefully from further on here out, it will sound like Vladimir Putin is taking the first sort of aggressive step. He's doing these aerial things. He's, right. he's mobilizing troops across Russia. Right? right. But closely listen to the rest of this report from this point forward. Okay. Uh, could in future be used not only for intimidation and coercion, but potentially to seize NATO territory. A classic Cold War Soviet military technique. Escalate tensions to the point no one is sure what Putin is now up to next. Okay, so Putin. Putin is escalating tensions. A classic Cold War technique. Nobody knows what's next because Putin, Vladimir Putin, is escalating things to the next level. NATO does not seek confrontation with Russia. But Russia must respect its neighbors and their borders. Back f- NATO just wants Russia to respect its borders, guys. Fire bombers that can carry nuclear and conventional weapons are being sent to Crimea, according to the Russian news agency TASS. Now, Crimea, which voted to separate and join Russia, is being supplied with vehicles that are capable of delivering nuclear bombs but are actually not equipped with these bombs. Now, mm. CNN will let you know, hey, these planes could carry bombs. That's what CNN's doing right now. CNN. Short-range ballistic missiles are being sent to Kaliningrad, next to the Baltic nations of Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, which are in NATO. And that's going to be something that... Uh, I- Chase, uh, what's that background say right there? It's Brookings again. Oh, oh okay. I think NATO's going to keep a very close eye on, both with regards to the delivery platforms... And also looking for any signs are the nuclear weapons that might accompany those systems also deployed. In the Arctic, Putin has ordered troops to combat alert. Russia's northern fleet exercising nearly 40,000 troops. Now, Chase, if you look at that map that we talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this, one, this, this one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could pull that up for the live stream, I'll just switch over to that real, yeah. s- real quick. So uh, Putin is being very aggressive in the Arctic, right? Right. Oh, yeah, Barbara yeah. Starr just told us. Yeah, she just told us. Yeah. Now, uh, that's kind of like saying the United States is being very aggressive about the Pacific. Like, look at the border of Russia right there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What ocean is that? That's the Arctic Ocean. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, they're going to be a little particular about what the United Effing States of Eagle America is doing. Yeah. It's not that unreasonable. No, it's not. It's not that unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, we have bases along our coasts, too. I mean, it's... These are bases on Russia's borders that they are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. Yeah, all right. 50 warships and more than 100 aircraft. NATO directed its forces... Now, listen carefully. So, this report, airing on a Wednesday, 
uh, wow, frickin' March 18th, 2015, Vladimir Putin is being the aggressor. Now listen carefully to what Barbara Starr is about to say, because what she's about to say is that NATO, NATO has made some aggressive actions a couple of months ago. ...aircraft. NATO directed its forces months ago to be... NATO directed its forces months ago. ...able to move within days against Russia... Be able to move within days against Russia. So NATO, NATO said be able to move within Russia within days. Within days. Ships and more than 100 aircraft. NATO directed its forces months ago to be able to move within days against Russia if ordered. In the Black Sea, the U.S. continuing with its exercises. So we're doing exercises in the Black Sea right there in front of everybody. Attempting to reassure NATO nations on Russia's borders that the alliance will defend them. We're making assurances to uh, the, uh, our partners on the borders Why do I feel like we're back in the 80s again? Military intelligence analysts don't foresee a Cold War type no, of confrontation. No. Tank battles, dogfights in the sky. The biggest risk, they say, uh-huh. is the Baltics. Oh. That Putin may try to covertly stir up trouble and control territory there as he did in Crimea. I understand they're more nervous now than they were two years ago. Brookings. Brookings, Brookings Institute. 1980s and 90s all over again. Well, buddy. Yes, Chris. One of the reasons that we do the Unfiltered Show is that that way the audience doesn't have to watch C-SPAN. That's true. (laughs) And I watched C-SPAN today, buddy. I'm sorry, Chris. From the Brookings Institute. Ah. Where they had an hour and 45-minute presentation about the uh, Arctic Ah. and how important it is. Yeah. And uh, my buddy, uh, I'll tell you this right here. I, I care about the future. Yeah. I care about the world I will leave my children. And I care about climate change. Mm. Okay. They are taking something that is important and they are perverting. So in April, you're going to hear more about this. Red Book prediction right here, right now. Okay. In April, we, hear more, we will hear more about the uh, dramatic impact. Let's see. Well, I, I don't know the verbiage, but just go with me. Okay. The dramatic impact of climate change in the Arctic and how the United States needs to lead there. And it is all a pretense to oil because, and I have this in the show notes, there is so much oil in the Arctic. Like so, 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 so much oil that is available in the Arctic. Like the most oil we have found in the last 15 years. Uh, There aren't many places left on the planet that are the kind of scale of the Arctic in terms of possible resources for oil companies to go at. According to Andrew, I'm sorry, Andrew Lathiam, who's the vice president of exploration services at Wood Mavrikensis, who is the specifically are contracted by oil department, by oil companies to find new oil. To find stuff, right. Yeah. According to these guys, the biggest bonanza of our lifetimes is in the Arctic. Wow. Nothing, nothing like we've ever seen. The Middle East, go screw yourselves. And, and not only that, but also natural gas. Wow. Tons of natural gas in the Arctic. So it's yeah. no coincidence that we're talking about the Arctic right now. And I have a lot more information in the show notes. Sweet. Because it's, it's one of those things where uh, there, there's a, there, I have a link to a, like a 15-year projection by the oil industry, and it's all about the Arctic. It's all about drilling in the Arctic, getting that stuff, making that money, and it's all in the show notes. So definitely worth checking out. Sweet. Uh, hey, Chase. Yes, Chris. We do have some ISIS stuff to get into. But before ISIL, we do that, Chris. I'm sorry, what? It's ISIL. Um, I think you mean Dash. Uh, fair enough. 
Fair okay. Uh, before we get into that, we had an, uh, we had a message from Jason. A uh, Jason. Yeah. Do you want to read this one? Do you have that one there? I, I, I do have it in front of me. You know, he, you know, Jason. You know, he's written in the show once before, but he still uh, hears his name called from time to time. So I, he decided to do some digging. And he looked at our uh, Unfilter Patreon page, and that's at patreon.com slash unfilter, by the way. This is the best um, way to keep us on the And air. he noticed that the amount of patrons named Jason is way above average. What? According to namestatistics.com, about 0.66% of males in the United States are named Jason. Of the Unfilter patrons, 2.1%... Or two out of a hundred. Chase, if are I'm not named wrong, Jason. that is three times the average. That is correct. What? Can you believe that? Jason's love the so, show. So, by the way, if you want to support our awesome show, head over to patreon.com slash unfilter where you support the news that we shouldn't be watching, but we have to, like c We watch it for you. Yeah, and, and yeah. CNN and yeah. Fox and everybody else that's out there. Yeah. And when you do guys support us, you know, if you support at the $2 a month level or higher, you get access to our cool post show where we pick titles, throw some extra clips there and other personal stories. If you jump in at $5, we give you the ultimate unfilter experience, which gives you access to the BitTorrent sync, all the previous clips, audio tracks. Yeah. If you want to do your own kind of like mini right. unfilter show, you could, you, you could literally do that. You could I mean, it's incredible. The show, but it's also, and and I thank you, it's a way to sort of back up the show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what? Feel free to come up with your own opinions, your own topics right. with those clips And you know what? Well. If, I, if I talk through a clip, like if I say something that's kind of like yeah. a jerk during a clip, you can go listen to the clip yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And you can you can listen to it without interruption. Yeah. You can rewind it, cue it up, whatever you want to do. Remember that email we got? We actually got a couple of emails from uh, uh, both of them were college professors. Oh, yeah. And they said that, you know, we've used the clips during our political. Uh, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, no, it's so cool. And, you know, obviously a lot of that energy takes time. So if you want to help support the cause, head over to Un, uh, unfiltered Patreon page at patreon.com slash unfiltered. There you go. And you know, unfortunately, Chase. Yes, Chris. It's, 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 it's the nature of the business. Yes. We just can't, we can't operate at the scale of, say, the U.S. State Department. No, no. But of the U.S. Not. State Department is ready to spend $15 million. Oh, that's nice. On what, you ask? Well, yeah, what are they going to spend what it on? What would they ask? $15 million. Well, Chase, I'm glad you asked me that. It's actually on anti-Assad reports, specifically. If you got anything pro-Assad to say, go F yourself. You're not getting any money. Wow. $15 million of funding is going to go to journalists and opposition figures to support – this is a direct quote from the State Department – to support documentation of war crimes, human rights violations, and Syrian government abuses. Wow. Now, okay. why, why does Chris bring that up? Why do you bring that up, Chris? If you ask yourself, why do I only hear about one side of a topic, it's because – Right there. We're going to give $15 million to journalists yeah. that are willing to report what a bad guy Assad is. Those of you who want to report how Assad keeps Syria together, no money for you. Wow. Now, am I saying Assad's a good guy? Am I saying Assad's a good guy, Chase? I don't, I, I, I'm not hearing no. that message. No, Chris. I'm not. No. I'm just saying it, it, it is interesting how that works. Yes. Let's talk about ISIS. ISIL, Chris. Dash, Chase, Dash. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, – this is an interesting story. I love this. For those of you who have watched the Unfiltered show for a little while, you know we have played something kind of similar from NBC in the past, and that is veterans joining the fight 
against ISIS. ISIS. More now in the battle against ISIS in Iraq, and that fight has actually been joined by American boots on the ground, although these Americans are volunteers, veterans, no longer taking their orders from the U.S. military. Our Bill Neely was with them as they fought with Kurdish forces on the front lines outside Erbil. Random fire. Or with ISIS. Kurdish troops in a frontline battle with an enemy that took their land. They are taking it back. It began with coalition airstrikes, hitting ISIS in three villages. More than a hundred Kurdish troops move in. With them, a half dozen Americans, veterans of the war in Iraq, back as volunteers. Some didn't want to be identified. <laughs> Look at this guy with the mask, Chase. Look at this guy with the mask. He doesn't want to be identified, Chase. He's, he's on a national NBC television program. Don't identify me. But don't identify me. The next village? Next village. Okay. They target the black ISIS flag and a fourth village. Which is June. As they move in, a Humvee spots three suspected ISIS fighters running and gives chase. Later, they reported three dead. The Kurds suffer casualties too. Their lead Humvee hit by a hidden bomb. ISIS has booby-trapped roads and buildings. But the village appears secure. Then ISIS hits back. The Kurds have taken that village, but there is gunfire now and a battle going on. And the Kurds have decided to make a retreat. There is a frantic pullback. ISIS may have lost ground, but they're not beaten. They're everywhere. This is going to take time. Yes. The enemy you don't fight today, you leave for your children. Uh, I mean, like... The dad and me can totally connect with that. But at the same time, let's be honest. These are contractors that are being paid to work here by different companies. These are not guys that are working here for free. They are not the biggest heroes of the United States of America in 2015. These are guys that are getting paid $300,000 a year to be over there doing this because they have a very special set of skills. Yep. I can't have that. They're just pure evil. Pure evil. Mm, no. No, they are not just pure evil. The Kurds found dozens of IEDs and ISIS tunnels. It's an enemy on the run, but ready to fight on. Bill hey, Neely, NBC News, Wahda, Iraq. What? What? I, I, oh, damn. I was hoping you could guess what phone he has there. Oh, he had an iPhone. You think? Oh, yeah. No, no. He, no. he had a Mophie case. Hold on, back up. You could see it. You, really? Yeah. Yeah, he had a battery case. You could see it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're Sorry. Right. Yeah, okay. All right, that's not that exciting. Yep. All right, do you remember the story we covered a little bit ago about uh, three girls that were going to join ISIS? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're they're trying to get on planes. They were being recruited. Yeah, we yeah, I remember that. Now, you know me. What I just say earlier, before I roll a story in the show, I like to have what I call as kind of a douchebag term, but I like to have sound. Right. Audio clips. Right. I don't like to run a story that doesn't have sound. Right? No. You've had stories you want me to go with. I don't yeah, go with tough. They don't have sound. Right? Yeah. Well, this next story doesn't have sound, but I feel like it's pretty, pretty, pretty important. So those three girls uh-huh. that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah just, just hold that for me. Okay. Uh, the recruiter for ISIS was linked back. No, go look at him. I want you to look at his face. Yeah. I want you to look at that guy's face. You talking about the guy on the left or the guy on the right? This guy right here. This guy right there. Yeah, I know who that guy is. Look at his face. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, I don't I don't know. His name. He's the prime minister of Canada. No, no, no. I'm talking about this guy right there. Oh, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy right there. Yeah. Uh, he has been handpicked by the prime minister. He was handpicked. 
He used to be the prime minister's top bodyguard. Oh, okay. okay. Here, here, hold that up to the hold that up yeah. to the live stream. So they, okay, people yeah. watching the video version. Can yeah, see. absolutely. Yeah, so there's the two guys we're talking about. It's in the show notes. Yeah, right. Okay. See, hold on, hold on. Put it back oh, up there again. All right. See the guy with the sunglasses there. Yeah. Those three girls that were going to ISIS. Track back to that guy working in Turkey. The guy from Canada was recruiting those three girls. Those three girls we talked about that we said we were bullshit. Yeah. That guy working for the Canadian government so, was the guy behind getting those three girls to try to go to ISIS. And I've got all of it in the show notes. Wow. That guy, that guy connected to the Canadian intelligence agency was responsible for those three girls trying to go wow. to ISIS. Wow. Of course, Canadian. And he federal, also has a mustache, by the way. Federal governments, uh, the Canadian federal government has refused to comment. Uh, but there has been not one, not two, not three, but 20 different reports out of Turkey <sighs> that this guy, who they're labeling as a foreign spy, was working with Canadian intelligence to get these three girls to try to go to Syria to join ISIS. Hmm. And I don't have any sound because nobody's reporting it. Wow. Nobody. Wow. Yeah. I thought so too. So this guy, this guy, literally, this. so those three girls we talked about for two weeks mm-hmm. were tracked back to this guy who works for the Canadian government. Chase, tell me ISIS isn't fake. Well, we, we've already talked about know, that. I know. I know but <laughs> I mean, we, right. we talked about that ad nauseum. Production. You're right. You're right. You're right green right. screens, uh, multiple camera angle. Anyway, yeah, it, yeah. It's in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all there. It's, in the, it's just, it's just that like when they get caught, it's super validating for me. Yeah. So I just can't help but take a victory lap a little bit. Understood. Okay. All right. Thank you. Understood. All right. You want to end on a high note? Absolutely. We can end on a high note. I don't know if you guys heard. So there's been some conflicting reports about the long-term effects on marijuana use with adults. Uh, there's been a lot of anti-pot proponents as saying that cannabis use by adults causes serious harms. Well, there is an article in High Times talking about this and speaking recently to the American yeah. Association for the Advancement of Science. Dr. Igor Grant acknowledged, quote, there is no evidence for long-term damaging effects in adults. And by the way, he knows because over his professional tenure, Grant has authorized several peer-reviewed journal articles specific to the health effects yeah. of cannabis, including a yeah. 2003 report, yeah. which concluded that the drug long-term heavy use of pot was not associated with the substantial, systematic, and detrimental effect of cannabis use yeah. on neurophysical yep. or excuse me, neuropsychological performance and when it comes to cannabis studies it's these peer-reviewed studies that you really got to pay attention yes wait you got to wait for the peer review and this is an important one i was i will say this you know obviously you know we know about the senate uh introducing that bill we talked a bit about it last week and the biggest part of that bill and i know a lot of people are like yeah it's great you know it's gonna move to a schedule two you know doctors can prescribe it the number one thing for me that i'm most most interested in is Finally, we can get some real research that will. I mean, I know we have oh, had real research, yeah, 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 yeah. but we can actually get like, like U.S. Real, funded research, real, real research. Yeah, yeah. federal, federal funding. I mean, we research. do it for yeah. cancer. Yeah. we do it for yeah. for AIDS. We yeah. do it for all these debilitating right. things that are right. out there. And now, finally, we can do that with with marijuana. Bridget. So, doesn't yes. that bring us perfectly? President Obama was interviewed by Vice. Uh, and uh, he was asked, really, so, and I thought this was so perfect. 
The vice asked President Obama, look, if you if you did something at the executive level to, to legalize cannabis, that would unquestionably be a huge part of your legacy. It's a little bit long clip. Okay. It, and this might get us pulled off YouTube. Okay. But f- since we have covered this literally since episode one, I think it's pretty important we play this here in the show. All right. Number one question from everyone on the I love this guy, by yeah. the way. Was, and this might seem flippant, but with war on drugs, with too many people in yeah. prisons, like we said, hurting education, right. states are legalizing marijuana. Right. It seems like an inevitability. I declare this war over! We're ending a failed policy of prohibition. For young people... I'm sorry, but if you legalized marijuana, it would be the biggest part of your legacy. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it shouldn't be young people's biggest priority. Right. It was our most popular. Well, I understand. Yeah. So uh, this is, and honestly, it's totally understandable. It's super easy to fall into this. You're minimizing. Reality, um, um, you know what? Thousands of families are, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to, are destroyed are destroyed yeah. because somebody decides to smoke a plant, right? So when you minimize this, what you are minimizing is the destruction of families. You are minimizing the destruction of someone's career. You are minimizing the destruction of someone's future possibility to get hired. So when you minimize this, what you are minimizing is the American people's future potential. So he is minimizing this right now, and that upsets me just a little bit. Because sometimes on the the White House uh, website and petitions, uh, you know, uh, we get the same. So let's put it in perspective. Young people... Uh, yeah, I understand uh, this is important to you, but yeah, you should be thinking about climate change, right. the economy, jobs, war and peace. Maybe way at the bottom, you should be thinking about mm. uh, uh, marijuana. I- I'd separate out the issue of you the know, criminal. It, it, you know, I mean, out of everything else that's going on in the world, with ISIS, Gitmo, women's rights, gay rights, those of you that are concerned about families being destroyed for smoking something that they grew in their backyard. You know what? You're a little person. Thinking about uh, uh, marijuana. You're a little person. You're small. I'd separate out the issue of the criminalization of marijuana from encouraging its use. I think there is no doubt that our criminal justice system generally is so heavily skewed towards cracking down on nonviolent drug offenders, Mm -hmm. that it has not just had a a terrible effect on... uh, It's so skewed at cracking down on nonviolent drug defenders. You know what those those people are called, Chase? What's that, Chris? Revenue generators. Mm. It has not just had a a terrible effect on uh, many communities, particularly communities of color, rendering a lot of folks unemployable because they got felony records disproportionate prison sentences it costs a huge amount of money to states and a lot of states are starting to figure that out that's absolutely true Mm -hmm. but what i'm encouraged by is you're starting to see not just liberal democrats but also some very conservative republicans recognize this doesn't make sense now that's bullshit the reason why that's bullshit is, and, and, and I learned this firsthand, is uh, when I grew up, I thought, I thought marijuana was one of the most dangerous things in the world. And one of the things that changed my opinion about that is 
I respected owners of a company that were extremely successful, extremely wealthy, uh, really top of their game. Definitely the three of them considered themselves to be very hard conservatives, and they were all hardcore cannabis smokers. And when that happened in my world, that changed the way I looked at this. Including sort of the libertarian wing of the Republican Party. they see the money. Um, And they see the money and, and how costly it is to incarcerate. So we may actually be able to make some progress on the decriminalization side. At a certain point, if enough states uh, end up um, decriminalizing, uh, then Congress may then you know, reschedule uh, marijuana. You think, what do you think about that? Because your prediction has kind of been they might reschedule it before all that happens. Yeah. And this is Obama at this point in the interview saying, look, not going to happen under me. This is a long-term thing. It's not going to be part of my legacy. Well, you, that's Obama officially passing it off. In my well, I, I don't. I mean, the the thing is, I don't want it to be an executive action. I want it to be a legislative one because you want it to last. I want it to stick. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, you know, Republicans and or Democrats, you know, with executive actions, all they ever want to do is try to undo them. Um, and I think if you have a lasting, solid proposal like we have one right it now in the Senate, it won't become a political pawn. It won't become exactly. It won't be a a, a talking point. You yes. know? And granted, oh. I know it will be. I know it will be during like the elections and debates and but things it's, like it's that. It's almost better in one way that doesn't become a 2016 issue. No, exactly. I mean, I want this to be. I want this to be law. I don't want to be in an executive action. It needs to be more like legalization of alcohol, not a big political brouhaha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Congress may then you know, reschedule uh, marijuana. Mm. Um, but I always say to folks, you know, uh, legalization or decriminalization is not a panacea. Do you feel the same way about meth? Mm-hmm. Do we feel the same way about coke? Uh, how about crack? I hate this. I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate this so much. I hate comparing cannabis to crack. I hate comparing cannabis to cocaine because that is honestly comparing sugar to crack. It is, com- it is not a fair comparison. So when you just vagrantly compare cannabis to something like crack cocaine, it completely skews the discussion. It is not a ra- – you go from having a rational discussion based on science to having something that is completely irrational based on fear. Right. right? Do yeah. you agree? No, I agree. Yeah, agree? I mean you shouldn't you – shouldn't, you can't go from one extreme like that to another. They don't belong in the same ballpark. Do we feel the same way about coke? Uh, how about crack? How about heroin? And, and- God, I hate that. I hate that so- – I hate that so much because it's such a dis- it is such a disservice to the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. there is a legitimate, I think, concern about the overall effects this has on society and, and particularly vulnerable parts of our society. How how can he honestly say that and not say the same thing about the rampant, rampant, rampant control that the pharmaceutical companies have over our medical system? Or the horrible, horrible, deadly results that er- well, that alcohol has to over be, driving. To be fair, Chris, or the this, horrible cancer this, results. This, of- this president and every other president before him, probably going back long, long before we were both born, it's all about the money and the lobby. And you know, you don't become president uh, by pissing on everybody uh, that paid you to get there. Concerned. Uh, so it's unfortunate, you're right, you're right. but that's the way it goes. You're right. You're right. You're right. But it's so hard to still hear. This. No, I no, I know. But you know what? 
it's not just Obama that's going to say this. It's going to be our next president, the president after him, and her or whoever. Hill dog. You know, no, it's not going to be Hill dog. But uh, no, it's going to be Hill dog. Hill dog will be a one term. Here, put this in the red book. No, no, no. This is your prediction. I'll, I'll yeah. let you put this one in. All right, all right, all right. I'll put Hill dog. You ready? Yeah. I'm- one thirty-seven. I'm filtering. Yeah, Hill okay. dog, one term president. Oh, okay. All right. Really? No. You don't. A- you doubt? No, she's not going to make it. No way. I, uh, not going to happen. Hill dog. I'm going to hill. And, and by the way, Chase. Yeah. Um, the unfiltered official spelling is H I L L D A W G. Dog. Yes. Hill dog. Yes. One term president. Okay. All right. All right. All right. One term. Can you get that in there real quick? Let's play this. Let's finish this out. All right. Come on. About the overall effects this has on society and, and particularly vulnerable parts of our society. Substance abuse, generally legal and illegal substances. Uh, is a problem. Locking somebody up for 20 years is probably not the best strategy, uh, and that's something that we have to re- uh, rethink uh, as a society as a whole. Hallelujah. Well, I, at least you agree you, with that, right? At least he finished on a high note. Yeah, he definitely did, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, and I agree with that. It, yeah. it, it isn't working right now, yeah. and uh, I think everybody listening to the show agrees. Even if you don't like cannabis to be legalized, it isn't working right now. Yeah. And uh, the fact that Obama agrees on that, Maybe that's maybe that maybe that'll get us somewhere, Chase. What do you think? I I agree. Now, we would love to hear your guys' opinions on these topics. You know, high notes, low notes, oil, Russia, and the world around us. And you can do that over at our Unfilter subreddit page at unfilter.reddit.com, where you can submit your stories, give us your feedback, and just let us know what's going on in your world and share those stories. What we do you love think it. We should be talking about. Let the audience vote on it. Unfilter.reddit.com yes. feedback. Stories, all of it are welcome. Yes, also, and more and more of you guys are joining all the time. And we love having you guys. It's awesome. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Keep us on the air. So at two dollars, you'll get access to the supporter show, yep. which is essentially like our pre and post show or yep. post show or whatever we do for that week. Uh, when you go at the five dollar level, that's the baller level. You're gonna get access to the supporters sync. You're gonna get access to all of our source code, everything over at patreon.com slash unfilter, and then of course the swag club, the swag level, the swag level. That right. is. Effing badass. Right. Now, Chris, during the week, people can follow you on the Twitters where you tweet in 140 characters or less. What's your address? I would recommend you go to twitter.com slash chrislas. You should check it out, buddy. Yes. You should tweet. I follow you. Put your message out there. 140 characters. Have you tried it? I have tried it. I give people three more characters. What? At, yeah, I know. At Nunes, N-U-N-E-S as well. What? And by the way, I do podcasting just Wait like you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Now, shut up. Yeah. I got a recommendation for you. Try doing a podcast on this new thing I've just found out about. It's called Minecraft. <laughs> you mean building stuff? Yeah, it's, incredible. it's like Legos, but way better, dude. Yeah, and then you can go to the nth degree with Feed the Beast mods. And so I do a podcast about Minecraft called Minecraft Me. You can find it at geekgamer.tv. Oh. It's always fun, and oh. we build a lot of things. Boom. Don't forget, patreon.com slash unfiltered keeps us going. You can also join us live over at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash live. We do the show on Wednesdays. Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that converted to your local time zone. Isn't that handy? And don't forget, you can email us unfilter at jupiterbroadcasting.com. But let's not kid ourselves. It's all about that subreddit, unfilter.reddit.com. Go over there. Submit stories. Make this show better. You didn't like what we talked about this week? Well, guess what? You can make it better. Unfilter.reddit.com. We need your help. Thanks so much, everybody. And we'll see you right back here next next week. week.